Hello, Conversations with Dwyer listeners. If you are enjoying the podcast, but you want a little bit more, you can become a Patreon subscriber. And for $5 a month, you can get bonus content, bonus episodes, and a podcast that I create solely for Patreon, where I talk to comedians about the music that they like. And you get a pin that was created by Charlene Yee of the, the, the Conversations with Dwyer logo. So please, become a Patreon subscriber. The link is in my show notes under All Things Dwyer. Or you can just go to themattdwyer.com. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Conversations with Dwyer. Welcome to Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast. And speaking of music, that song that played us in, and I say us because this is a joint venture, don't you think? The song that played us in is Barbara by the band Teke Teke, and that's from their album Sharushi, which is out on Kill Rock Stars. And my guest today is Serge Nakoshi Peltier, and he is great. There, I said it. And Teke Teke is great. Please check out their music. The first time I heard it, I was blown away, and I continue to be blown away. And he also, uh, there, he was also a part of a band, or was the band Pawa Fist Up, uh, which is also really great. All things Surge, Teke Teke, and his work is in the show notes by the album. Uh, it's really incredible. If you don't, if you for some reason haven't followed his music or learned it it's uh, it's great and uh, as you probably can tell from the snippet I played at the top of the show and this is a really great inspiring conversation we had some things in common I'm not going to tell you what they are you're going to have to listen and, and go for the ride but if you're here because you've never listened before thank you for listening and if you're a Techie Techie fan please check out some of my past guests I think you would like them I most 99.9% of my guests are people I admire and respect and it's music I love and I want to talk to and that other one percent that point one percent or whatever the math would be on that I like too but I try to go after people I really feel an emotional attachment to so but sometimes sometimes I just have guests on and it's always a great journey shouldn't have told you my secrets did I tell you my secrets anyway enough of my garbage I'm about to sneeze so I should get to the interview with Serge Nakoshi Peltier. Please enjoy. Did you get this kind of response with the EP, or is this just something that... Uh, of course not. But the EP was like... Uh, for us, it was just an experiment to see if all seven of us could get in the studio and, and record some songs. <laughs> Uh, it was really early in, uh, it was just, not, I think it wasn't even a year into um, into the band's life, you know, because from that first show where we played, um, you know, it was a tribute to uh, Takeshi Pedauchi. And then, uh, and then when we decided to become like a real legit band or whatever, just... You know, moving on from the tribute band and making it something with uh, with our own material and everything, we thought, uh, okay, well, we should probably just see if we can record. And we, we, we went in the studio, and actually it went pretty well. And we it was like a very limited uh, uh, edition uh, release. Uh, I don't know how many we pressed. I think maybe 500 or 1,000, not more than that for sure. Uh, but it was a great experiment, and it confirmed that we could uh, we could do that. And, and uh, so on the EP, it's it's actually two cover songs and, and two originals. And then from that point on, it was all about writing our own music. Did you so? Did you go into the studio kind of like I don't know, sort of with an open palette, not fully, just like? It, covers or did you have those songs written or was it just like let's see what the hell happens for the ep yeah yeah for the ep we uh yeah we were pretty set on those two covers 
that we we had been playing for a bit uh, live, and uh, and the two first compositions that we uh, that we put together as a band. Uh, so we went in the studio like uh, it was recorded pretty much live, uh, some overdubs here and there, but um, yeah. As for she did, she was a bit different uh, because we worked a lot on on the pre-production, but then in the studio, a lot of like last-minute things happened, and also we wanted to be flexible enough to just kind of uh, revisit some of the songs even at the last minute in the studio. So, uh, yeah. Do you like to keep the studio open for discovery that way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it's it's always, uh, well, I learned a lot from those sessions, and, and I, I keep learning a lot from just playing with six other people. It's crazy. Because I tend to, uh, well, I wrote most of the music that's on Shirishi. I, I brought the main ideas and some of the themes, too. Um but uh, going into the studio and even in pre-production, it's always like, uh, to me, the way I write music is that I, I, I have an idea, I have another one, and then I just follow a flow of ideas and it feels natural to just go and, and follow that flow of ideas. So at some point, I feel like I have something that's really thought out and structured and everything. But then... I have to bring it to six other people who might think, no, 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 we could go that way, we could go that other way. And they're right. I have to <laughs> consider everything, any possibilities. But then that's the magic of playing with people. Otherwise, I'd be, music, I'd be making music on my own, and, and I have no interest in, in doing that. I mean, with this music anyways, I'll do other stuff on the side, the side projects or whatever. But for Teke Teke, it's, you know, I'm happy to open up. And that's what I learned. Uh, even if I I write a piece of music, I have to be flexible and let everybody in. And uh, and then we take it somewhere else together. And then it's a Teke Teke song. Was that... Because I know you score a lot. You've scored a lot of films and various things like that. And yeah, I do that. Um, that's that's the kind of work I do on on the side. Yeah, on the side. And that's more like that's just you. You don't usually collaborate with anyone other musically. That's that's just me. But then again, it's not so much me as like it's the vision of the director, or you know, I have to. I'm serving someone someone else's vision and uh so it's not exactly just just my music and my vision so was that when you first had to start doing that was it hard especially maybe with teke teke like to 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 hear other people's ideas at first was there a period of adjustment for that or were you always open to that uh, I think I was always open to that. It's just that I uh, I get really excited when I have new ideas and 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 when I'm following that flow that I was talking about. I I, I can't help it. I, I it's it's pulling me. It's you know it's and I just have to go for it and um, and and it's great. Uh, you know I think that's the way it should be. It's not really, um, and I don't choose those times. I don't, I don't choose to, to work that way. It's just, it happens naturally. So it's a good thing. And then, um, and then I just have to be open-minded and, and, uh, and know that I'm going to be sharing and this experience with other people. And also I have to say, this is a really great uh, group of people that I'm making music with. I, I, I trust every one of them. They all have like, uh, you know, a big baggage of experience and um, a lot of different influences. And I, I learned from everybody. And, and so it's, uh, yeah, it becomes a, a big recipe that we, we're all cooking together. It's it's much more fun that way. Did you when it the first incarnation of the band too? Did you know? Didn't some of the people you just met or were kind of new like to playing with them? 
or is it? Uh, it's playing with them, yeah. I just I knew them or I knew of them. I'd seen some of them playing with other bands and other artists. Um, yeah, so so like the first show that we played together, it, it really really clicked. It's I don't know how to describe it. It was just that energy. We just couldn't, you know, leave it uh, as like a one-off thing. We knew that everybody, it was like, we didn't even have to say anything. It was like, yeah, we got to do this. Was that, and it was just supposed to be, because I know it was like a tribute band and, because that's one of the things it seems to be brought up a lot in interviews. Was it literally just going to be like a one-off, like, let's just do this and then we'll go bubble? Uh, it was going to be that, I guess, yeah. We weren't sure. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we had no expectations or no plan, really. And it's kind of like the, the philosophy that we, we still have today. It's like, and that's why I was saying I'm kind of overwhelmed with the response. And I'm, I'm like, wow, it's, it's, it's really cool that, that people are, are listening and paying attention because, we recorded the Shirishi two years ago and it's finally out and we were really excited about sharing that album with, with uh, the world, you know? And um, Did you have to sit on it for a while because of COVID? A little bit, yeah. Did that drive you nuts? Not so much because, uh, I mean, it was ready, mastered and everything and we were talking to labels here and there and it just gave us more time to to see how we were going to release it and with, you know, what label and, and, and to get kind of a team together, you know, with management and publicists and all of that. So, and we didn't have any, well, we had a few shows, but like no tours or anything that were canceled. Or, so we were pretty lucky. The timing was kind of uh, okay for us. Did you feel, because when I first heard it, like, I was like, holy fuck, what is this? Like, it's one of those, I, I, I feel like, you know, that happens now and again, where you're just like, whoa, like, it really grabs you. And did you know that you had something perhaps unique, or did that not strike you while you were doing it? Uh, I think I'd be lying. <laughs> you know, if I was to say that uh, I did not, I, I always knew that we had something special, but it's it's like, and the, those sessions were really intense, uh, like in a good way. And we worked with uh, Seth Manchester, the engineer uh, in the studio called Machines with Magnets. And uh, again, with Seth, it really clicked. And um, we were there for like six days. And uh, yeah, it was just, just uh, recording and doing a lot of stuff together, exercising, cooking. It was, you know, just us, all seven of us for six days nonstop, pretty much. And it was the first time for us to do something like that. So, um, well, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of magic came out of that. And we, we really feel like we put our hearts and soul in it, you know, and it's, we just wanted to do something that wasn't uh, compromised or uh, we wanted to be able to, to give the best representation of the band, you know, that was possible and, and that we felt we had achieved. So once that's done and it's out in the world and then we see how it goes. We hope people like it, but I already knew I, I liked it. <laughs> so it was good enough for me. And uh, yeah, with Teke Teke, it's been like that for uh, since the beginning. It's just little steps and they're just really uh, kind of... Uh, uh, everything is motivated by... by true feelings of like uh, wanting wanting to create and uh, try new stuff uh, learn um, so yeah did you and your what like led you to guitar and because I'm curious what led to your creative life because you seem a vibrantly creative individual 
And I'm just wondering, did you come from a creative home and what, like, uh, what, what drew you towards guitar and music? I don't know if I have a, a really cool story for you. <laughs> then just make it up. Like um, you got attacked by a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What can I uh, come up with? No, but, uh, well, actually, you know, it's, it's, I think it's quite simple. My, my dad, uh, who um, uh, well, he passed away when I was younger, when I was just a kid. But he uh, he was uh, a filmmaker and a photographer, uh, French Canadian, and my mom is Japanese, and so they they met in Japan. And so just just there, the, the heritage that I'm getting from my parents, or I think I realized that wow, you know, take it, take it comes comes from that, you know. If, if I think about it, but also it's because I heard uh, my dad's records and my mom's, and so there was some, you know, British uh, invasion bands, uh, rock and roll on one side, and on the other side, more like uh, Japanese music from the 60s and 70s, and, and also a lot of uh, film soundtracks, because my dad was really into that and into films. So it all makes sense, really, uh, when I think of it now. But then for the guitar, I wanted to play drums. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love the drums. I, love, uh, I play drums, too, but not in a band or anything. But I'm always really curious about drummers. And I, I wish I was like a crazy like uh, <laughs> jazz drummer or like a... Like, Chris Daddy Dave or something, you know, but uh, I'm not, but I'm really, I'm a big fan of uh, drummers and I love drums, but I think it was as simple as like, oh, well, we can't have a drum kit at home, so we'll buy a guitar, and then, uh, <laughs> and then just started playing guitar. Uh, uh, yeah, what were some of the, been, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I must have been like 13 or so when I started that. What do you remember? What some of the soundtracks that you had that you, that your dad had that were that it spoke to you? Film soundtracks, yes. Um, a lot of Morricone. Uh, I feel like I hear that a little bit in Teke Teke. If I'm not probably, probably, yeah. It's uh, just that's um, kind of like the first music I've ever heard. Uh, My name is nobody. Uh, that was one that I heard a lot that I still listen to. Um, of course, all the classic ones, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, The Big Gun Down. Uh, I mean, even like uh, The Untouchables are like other, you know, soundtracks that you did. I have quite a few. Um, what else? Uh, we had, we had the, the Last Emperor, you know, David Byrne and Yuichi Sakamoto. They did uh, that soundtrack. Uh, Last time for the Bernardo Bertolucci movie. What else was that? Was that your first impulse to go after scoring films, or was that just sort of a byproduct of learning music? Uh, that came later uh, and kind of by accident. But like, I was I had another project before that uh, was kind of a, like a instrumental rock band that was very much influenced by film music was that soundtracks power up fist is that power first yes yes that's it that's uh, and, that stuff uh, is great too by the way i i uh, was thank you wow you listen to that i i do my research man <laughs> but i was like i was bummed i didn't know it before i was researching you because it's great and i've been sending your mus various forms of your music now to different people because I, when I hear something I love, I, I become a little bit obsessive and, and force wow. it on everybody. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much. Wow. Yeah. So with power first, it was, uh, already kind of, a, yeah, instrumental rock music influenced by film music. And then it's, it just started from there. Um, uh, I started getting calls uh, for people who wanted to use the music in in, uh, in films or documentaries, uh, and then they wanted original music. So then I started 
composing for that. And we started from scratch and like learning everything, the softwares or you know, learning how to communicate with directors and producers and it's it's a different world. Uh, but it's very, very interesting. I was always very visual with the music and with Teke Teke too and Maya who writes all the lyrics. It's it's very visual and yeah. Does that enter into do you sometimes get sort of a visual and 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 channel that into music? Is that or is it also like a feeling is that I don't know, did that did I make sense with that? <laughs> well, because sometimes ideas come from abstract sort of origins and that's why I guess what I was looking Always. for. Always. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I can um for instance, uh, the song Yoruni uh, was, I guess, something like that. It happened, um, it was, uh, I had an idea, like a melody, and it was in the middle of the night. I, I, had, I just woke up and I had that idea, and I decided to get up and grab my guitar and just, again, go with the flow and see where it would take me. And I felt like... Um, I felt like I, I was in a Jean-Luc Godard film or uh, I felt this kind of Serge Gainsbourg vibe, uh, you know? So, and then I had that flash of um, just some words in French and, and they ended up in, in the song and they also inspired the whole song, uh, uh, the whole song's lyrics. Uh, Maya took this sentence in French and just turned it into something more like uh, more poetic and and uh, about like a kind of a story, almost like a ghost story um, uh, about letting go of like delusions or uh, anyways, but I had this flash, a lot of times I, I feel like um, it's very visual or I feel like I'm almost like scoring a film. And also we think of records still kind of old school as one whole thing. And uh, I, I always like when it feels like we're telling a story and that we can really listen from beginning to end and feel like you've been through an experience you know, as a whole, just like when you, you, you watch a film. Do you feel like that listeners have gotten away from that a bit because like there's so many artists now who just put out singles, which frankly drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever works yeah. for you, but like what you were saying, I like a whole album and I like the experience from the cover to the, to the list, like the whole package. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that too. That's how I like it, but I have no problems, you know, with, singles and I mean it depends I guess also on the maybe on the on the type of music or uh, I mean it's all good you know all, all the options are out there and you can just pick and I think for certain projects it might be better or you know it's, it's better to go the, the, the album way and then for some other you know for I think of like hip hop for instance you hear one track and it's it's cool it's it's a single and then but some rap records are like more of a concept it depends on on the statement I guess it's yeah it's a statement um with what what was some of this because you're I'm guessing pretty big into surf guitar because you <laughs> bat, worst transition of my life right there <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But because you're very surf influenced, and I was just curious, like with was that stuff you got from your dad, or because you also listen to Japanese surf? So I was just curious about that, and if that was something you became really yeah. Well, the, specifically the surf sound, it came. I, I discovered it really on the late, uh, and a lot of it I discovered with Tedauchi, and I mean I knew the Ventures and a bunch of bands. Uh, but I never really paid attention to it so much. Uh, but the thing is with Tenauchi is that he was really mixing it with traditional Japanese melodies and he was revisiting traditional songs and making them into 
it's crazy psychedelic. Uh, and also he was playing, um, he was playing the guitar in a different way that was similar to like playing a koto or a, a shenzhen or like traditional Japanese instruments. But he translated that to, to guitar and, and I just thought it was so badass and like, and so basically, I I learned I wanted to learn his music kind of as a challenge. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't know I'm not I'm not a guitar person per se. Like I said, I'm more into drums or like beats and. Um, but then I guess when I heard that I was like, oh wow, okay, I have to explore that, and and uh, I just practiced a lot, but I, which I don't usually do that much. Um, I'm just more interested in music in general and ideas, and like, so it, it was actually maybe the first or second time that I was like focusing on something that was very like guitar oriented. I mean, maybe in. Like uh, in high school, I had I was really into metal, and that's when I learned a lot of chops on the guitar in a different way. Uh, but then since then, I was just kind of like playing, and uh, I've always been more interested in, in, in songs or music in general. And so, but it was fun exploring uh, his music and, and his type of playing with the whammy bar and and playing guitars that have. Uh, uh, no sustain whatsoever and really dr like really dry sounds and uh you know it's yeah it's 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 special was it's, he uh, was because i know very little about him was it pretty innovative for it's his time like it sounds like no one oh yeah <clears throat> yeah it was it was he really just took uh after the ventures played japan for the first time uh, everybody just went crazy. It was a big guitar boom. Everybody wanted to play a guitar. And she just took that and that sound and uh, and mixed it with with the Japanese sound and melodies and all that. And and, um, and with, like I was saying, with the Shenzhen or Koto kind of playing. And I mean, it couldn't have been done anywhere else. It was just a mixture of the two sounds, the two cultures. Uh, and he was kind of like, the, well, he wasn't alone, but he's like, yeah, one of the main ones. Did he kick off, like, did a lot of people try to copy him after that? Kind of, yeah. But uh, mostly like bands, like, uh, like the group sound, they call. Um, just bands that it sounded like the Beatles or the Kinks or, you know. Um, and then Tadauchi went on to do uh, cheesier things too, like playing Mozart on in a surf way or, uh, you know, Beethoven. And that, that stuff I'm less a fan of. Uh, <laughs> I love Mozart, Mozart and Beethoven. I absolutely love classical music, but... I like it. I'm kind of a purist, maybe. I like it played uh, the way, uh, <laughs> the traditional way, I guess. Has anyone ever done a documentary on him? It seems like a fascinating, like music-wise, it seems like a fascinating... Yeah, I don't know. There's not... I don't think so, but uh, there's a book about that, about that whole scene. It's really well explained. Uh, it's called Jack Rock Sampler. And it's, uh, damn, it's the name. I'm sure you know the, the guy. Is a, he's, a, he's a guy in... Um, Lester Banks? British writer. Oh, British writer. Yeah, into a psychedelic rock. He's like a, you know... I can't uh, do it either. He knows everything about the scene. That's... Anyways, I, I think it's interesting, because, I don't know, I thought of you as, like... I, from what I can tell, you're a great guitarist. <laughs> so I, f I find it interesting that you're, uh, I don't, it seems like uh, maybe this is not the right way to word it. It's sort of an afterthought with you musically. Like you think of other things before you think of guitar. I don't know when you create, do you compose solely with a guitar or do when you do like a film? Absolutely do you... not. Absolutely not. Uh, 
I'm sorry. No, that's it. I don't. I don't write a lot on the guitar. Actually, I don't compose with the guitar so much. I like to. Um, well, I mean, for the scoring, it's a different thing. But for Teke Teke, I'll use the guitar because it's a, it's a big part of the band. But I'll often think about my bandmates more than myself first. I like to think, oh, we have a trombone and flute. We can do amazing things with that. Um, and the drums are like, oh, you know, and, and I consider everybody in the band as like who they are and what they bring in the band. So I'm like, oh, this beat, you know, yeah, it's going to kill it. And I'm, I'm almost like jealous. Oh, man, I was going to get to play that kind of beat on this song. I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was the drummer. Um, but yeah, for scoring, I, I often just go like either on the piano or like use uh, synth or MIDI or strings and things like that. So they're all tools that I can use with Take It Take It too. And uh, of course, knowing that my uh, you know, can sing on those songs and with her extremely wide range of, of the possibilities, you know, in her voice. It's just, uh, it's amazing to, it's like an amazing playground, you know, this band. I think that's, I don't, it, I, I came from an improvisational theater background and that was sort of the, the philosophy was sort of make your make your partners look good before you try to make yourself look good, which is you were saying that as you were describing your approach or whatever, that's that's sort of what it reminded me of. And I, I was curious if that's, I don't know if you view it that way or like, because it's like you're not thinking like, all right, man, I got to go out there and do this wicked lick. <laughs> it's like you're thinking of serving everybody else, which is, I don't know if it's rare, but I don't hear a lot of people speak that way. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess maybe also, maybe it wouldn't have been like this uh, 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with a little, I don't know, maturity or uh, it's always weird to use that term in the uh, conversation about music and all that. It sounds kind of <laughs> pretentious or whatever. I don't know. But I think there's some of that in there too. It's about, uh, and again, it's like, uh, it's about listening and being open. And, um, and I mean, I, I feel blessed, you know, being able to play with six other people with that kind of talent. I mean, I respect each one of them, you know, and admire them and learn from them. And uh, I think they probably do too, you know, learn from me too. Uh, but it's uh, for me. I think uh, it goes back to like I'm always more interested in a concept or an idea than than like skills or you know the the technicalities or like oh well if you do a solo there why don't I do it's not about that it's I'm interested in the idea as a whole and you know we just. Um, we just recorded a cover song for the 30th anniversary of Kill Rockstars, the label we're on. And uh, there's not, it's interesting because it's a cover song from the band Unwound, which is a trio and has drums, bass, and guitar. And we decided to do our own version in like a completely different song almost. Um, and there's not a lot of guitar in there. <laughs> but there's a lot of, you know, trombone and, and flute. And, and at some point, I, I was just listening. I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to try to come up with something just because, it, I mean, it sounds great like that. I'm not going to, you know, it's, I'm, I'm happy. I, I want the song to be good. I want to listen to the song. And then there's some guitar at the end, but like, yeah, it's it's really just a matter of uh, it's, it's the music I'm listening. I want it to be good. And I was talking about Julian Cope. Yeah, Julian Cope. He wrote a book about uh, crowd rock and and and, uh, and like craft work and, and bands like that. But he also wrote Jack Rock Sampler. Uh, 
uh, a book about, I guess, from the 50s to like 80s, 90s, uh, Japanese underground music. And so he talks about Eleki and group sound bands and, and even the later more uh, psychedelic folk rock bands uh, of the late 70s, 80s in Japan. Oh, very good book. I'll check that out. When you, because I've heard you talk about maturity before, which I don't think sounds pretentious. I think, but was there a p- period where I don't know where you would say perhaps you weren't mature, or like, because I heard you say that this band couldn't have happened at a different time with with you. Was there was there a different mm-hmm. version of you <laughs> before that well, you had to I get mean, there? Absolutely. Like a, a different version of each one of us, uh, for sure, and uh, and I'm a different version of uh, of my uh, <laughs> future self. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the way it is. I'm I'm a work in progress, but I um, I'm a work in progress. But I want to well, I want to focus on the pro- progress part. <laughs> but, uh, but for that, I have to focus on the work part too. So, um, yeah, like when I was talking about uh, making music uh, and, and coming with the ideas of the songs, like all thought out and everything, I remember a time, or even with my older band, uh, my old band, uh, Power First, I was kind of the main uh, composer. But I feel like I've a lot of times imposed a lot of my ideas, and I didn't uh, give my bandmates uh, as much freedom as uh, maybe today on Take It, Take It. And um, it's just a, it was a different situation too, the different musicians and all that. And at some point, you, I was always kind of a leader for projects and things like that and it's good i think to have one that you know keeps everybody together and connected and and you know um it's it's still kind of like that but i like for me it's kind of an experiment uh on myself to 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 open up and and do things like what we did for she she to just like it's really hard. Like you, you have a song, you, you you put all the parts together, you really thought about it, and then you bring it to people, and then they it's new to them, and then they're like, yeah, but why not move this over there and this there, and then you know you can you can freak out or you can try it, and and uh, for most uh, for most of Shirishi anyways, when that happened. Yes, we have a different version of the initial idea, but it's a great version, and it's uh, that's what's on the record, and, and we all love it. Everybody's happy, and when we play those songs live, we're all like, yeah, we're, we're into it. So, yeah, I think it couldn't have happened before. It's just now uh, we, we all, we're all at a point where we can that way <laughs> when you say you're a work in progress do you feel that creating and your music is something that assists you in progressing as a human absolutely oh yeah I don't know if I can explain it but it's like I mean not just the music but just uh, just creation and art and like the videos we're making and Maya's uh, drawing and visual art, uh, my, my work on editing or like, uh, or doing interviews or, you know, answering Q&As, all of that, I feel we want to be kind of creative and I, I, I want to use anything that's out there to to work on myself as a human being (laughs) (laughs) and progress. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny and I'm really, uh, I guess, transparent about everything I'm saying. Um, maybe 10 years ago, this kind of interview and like talking to you like that and very chill and, uh, would have been more of a challenge for me. I don't know. 
now, for instance. Uh, it's yeah, that that too is uh, I guess the maturity of growing up and and just uh, communication is something that's really on my mind a lot too. And so just I'm trying to learn from every experience that I get, uh, meeting people, having conversations. So, so, so it's a real pleasure for me to be talking with you. It's uh, I really appreciate this this moment. Oh, I appreciate it as well, and thank you. Are there any sort of philosophies or spiritual guidelines that you or? That's not the. I'm sorry if I'm struggling a little bit to articulate today. I woke up at 4 a.m. So, uh, uh, yeah. and what time is it? You, it's, where are you again? I'm in Los Angeles or outside Los Angeles. So I think we're the same time zone. Uh, I have two kids, and I also write. So if I don't get up at 4 a.m., I, I, I don't get anything done. Usually, I'm. I, hear you. I just I'm, for some reason I'm struggling with some words today, and I apologize. I'm usually. A little bit more smooth in the brain. AM is uh, early. <clears throat> it's the only way I can like. I need that hour, two hours to write, or, or I'll. Um, uh, you you write in the morning. Yeah, I have to. That's the um, best first thing when I wake up. Like later on, yeah, the yeah. clutter gets in there, and you know, I don't have. Uh, I don't drink booze anymore, so I don't have that to be my erase board. <laughs> my erase. <Yeah. laughs> So do you have a coffee or tea in the morning? Oh yeah, coffee. Do you do you tend to write it? I mean, like uh, if I'm inspired, like you said, you get up in the middle of the night sometimes. Like you have to get up because you've. I've done that where you're like, I'll remember this idea, and then the next day you're like, God damn it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. That moment is really crucial. It's it's when something's gonna you know you're gonna allow something to come to life or not so yeah uh, i feel like with most ideas that i have uh, it's it comes to me and i have to have to embrace it and, and uh, give it a go you know do you have this is what i was trying to like with your creativity are there sort of spiritual or philosophical approaches that you intermingle uh-huh. That was pretty well articulated. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, and in the on the record too. Um, well, shirushi means uh, foreshadow or like uh, signs of the change to come, and um, that's the result of all the different themes on on the album. It's very. You know, there are themes of like rebirth that we talk a lot about in, in the interviews or, and, uh, and destruction, but like in a positive way. And also the way Maya writes the lyrics, it's kind of an exploration of, of everything. And so that's why there's some, there's some darkness, there's some light too. And, a lot of times, uh, I would say it's it's about exploring even the dark side because this way you you, you open up. If you want to open up and be more open minded, uh, you, you gotta look like you know, kind of three sixty and explore even the, the dark side. And there's some beauty in, in in there too. And and that's kind of what's uh, on the record, the the artwork. Uh, uh, that Maya did uh, illustrates all the different elements from the song uh, themes. Uh, but I mean, uh, <clears throat> yes, we're very there's there's something very spiritual in there, and but nothing that like I could put really a, a, a name to or anything. Um, I like um, I like Bruce Lee's. Uh, philosophy about uh, water you know be water my friend and um water just flows and and if there's an obstacle it, it doesn't fight it it goes around or it works with it and that kind of uh that kind of uh, thinking is uh kind of like it do you meditate I, apply it. I, I do yes we, we uh, maya as well 
um, maybe it's not always like the traditional way or I feel like through doing other creative things like uh, like drawing or like uh, working on song a lot of time I feel like I'm in a meditative state uh, it's kind of a, I, I feel like I'm reaching the same kind of same level of, uh, of calm or like yeah so yeah definitely yeah do you May I ask, and if this isn't something you want to go into, but I was curious about, because I lost my father when I was 13, and I was just curious how old you were. Jesus, I was exactly 13. Man. Really? Yes. It's a pretty, wow. def- for a man, it's a, or a boy, I, I mean, it's a definitive, because I feel like I didn't have, my father was always just the authoritarian. I never got to know him. It wasn't until yeah. I till I became a father, I sort of was to be able to grasp some of his complexities, which would okay. be, I only saw him as an angry man. Um, wow. I don't, but, but yeah. it also was, I, 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 I would say that almost every moment in my life has been sort of affected by it. I know that might sound traumatic, but it's like a lot of my choices and <laughs> what I've been searching for, I think came from that moment. I'm sure. I'm, uh, of course, yeah. Uh, it was a different situation for me because uh, my dad was an angry man. Uh, he was very, yeah, very happy, and uh, it was very cool, actually. Yeah. So when when he passed, like, uh, of course, it's uh, it changes everything, and it affected me for for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, every day I think about it, but um, there's some positive in there too. Like, you know, I I wouldn't be here today. I, I would be a completely different person. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to say, but like, um, yeah, it, it affects you to a point where everything in life like i don't know if, uh, my, my dad passed of uh, cancer so health for me i never took health for granted my whole life and you know um it's it's uh it's huge for me uh, and uh it's different for people who don't necessarily experience or like um you know wouldn't think about that kind of thing uh so, you know, even just this morning, with the, we were together with the band and talking about possible tours in, in 2022. And like, you know, like, yeah, we're gonna go, you know, jogging. Or gonna, it's gonna be like a healthy tour, and you know, we gotta be in shape for that. And we're, you know, we're really excited about about that. And and um, yeah, so. Yeah, but I hear you. Wow, thirteen was was it also from? Uh... It was an accident. It was, and it's it's pretty. My dad accidentally shot himself, which is a horrible. I've it's oh, been God. years. It, it, it I always, when I tell people, I feel worse for them because they it's so shocking, and I've yeah. obviously it's been decades for me, but it was. Uh, but you know, it's it definitely set me on a mindset of you know anything can happen sort of always like on alert for something bad to happen which is uh, Uh a hard thing to overcome which i've definitely worked to do but it's you know and i and and you become the kid i i don't know if it was the same for you when you're 13 suddenly you're the kid who has a dead parent when everybody else has for the most part has their parents or at least so I, I was already felt outside of everything. So that contributed to feeling further like I don't belong. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And and that goes on for uh, for quite some time too. And um, and then you said you, you have two kids. I have two kids as well. And um, that's also something. I mean, once you have uh, once you have kids and and you're the dad. And of course, you start thinking about a bunch of things, and <laughs> and and you're the dad still without the dad, so the kids are, 
the kids without a grandfather and you know yeah but um how old are your kids at 12 and 7 oh mine are 5 and 1 years old oh wow but it was that was the moment there was a period where we were just financially really in trouble I was out of work and I was angry not with my kids because I can't like but it made me realize that the anger my father carried wasn't towards me it was he was just frustrated and we were the closest thing so yeah. we we would see his ex bursts of rage or whatever triggered him at the moment <clears throat> so it made me decades to have empathy and understand where he was coming from where it to up to that point i was like uh, yeah. it was pretty pretty and you know and and the things it made me realize the things that you could can place on your kids i'm not a biblical guy but when they uh when the, that line of like you carry the sins of your father. I never understood that until that uh, moment where I was like, oh, you did not like the literal, like, oh, my dad F the neighbor. So I'm, I'm carrying that sin around. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, those bad habits or those sort of things, your emotional states you can place on your kids. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how old was he? He was 49. 49. Okay, okay. How old was your dad? Yeah, 40. Wow. Yeah, pretty wow. young. That's so really like, young. That's, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing, like, you know, you can't help but think about it. And, uh, yeah, it's like you, you can't take anything for granted. You have to, you have to stay uh, grounded and, um, and aware, just uh, aware and, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I feel like that it has taught me. I mean, I've been it because I feel like western culture is not very um especially with like Christian it's like, oh, at the afterlife is something and it's like you don't deal with things in the now because you're like, oh, heaven. <laughs> it's like or as one uh Buddhist philosopher calls it spiritual materialism. It's like it doesn't teach you to be present. So I think that Sort of ha experiencing that as a young age made me more like aware of the importance of life and enjoying the people around you, which you normally, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't, I don't know, a lot of people I think take for granted, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it's, uh, well, music, music was uh, everything, you know, it, it just, it saved me from that situation. And uh, and I also started reading a lot of books about just spirituality and, and anything, you know. So I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> was like fourteen, fifteen, and uh, having these weird uh, out of body experiences and things like that. And and my mom was uh, a lot into that too, and we, we talked about those things a lot. So. Uh, yeah. Was that, that must have, was that, are you an only child or do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two brothers. So that's just, I mean, that's also, your mom must have been in that age range. She must have been fairly young. That's a lot to suddenly you're just, yeah, suddenly yeah. you're a single also, mom. Yeah, and she's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, she's Japanese. She came here, uh, I was just uh, two years old. And so, and I'm in the middle. I have a, an older and younger brother. And, uh, and then the, the love of her life uh, dies. And, uh, and then she's here in the new country in Canada. And, and uh, so, yeah, my mom is like, uh, yeah, my, my hero. Yeah. I <laughs> she really survived a lot of, like, she went through a lot. And, and just the way she dealt with everything is like, that's it. It's been very inspiring for me, and uh, I, I apply uh, I apply it to my life. And she's a very happy lady today. <laughs> I see her regularly, and she loves Teke Teke. And, and you know what? When I get a good review from my mom, that's everything for me. I'm, uh, <laughs> and she gave she did she a ten. <laughs> she gave she did she a ten on ten. That's all I need. <laughs> But I'm very happy that 
people are liking it too. It's 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 really incredible, and have it, I don't know if like I don't I rarely read reviews because I wrote reviews briefly and I was like this is bullshit, but <laughs> but I just was like this is totally subjective and I have no right to pro- yeah. project my opinion on somebody's art like I just drove I just I needed the money is quite frankly why I was doing <laughs> but do you look at reviews. I do sometimes, yeah. Uh, right now, just well, I'm I'm just curious about how people, uh, how people experience the the music that we put out there. I, I'm really just curious about that. Not not the rating or anything, but like, and of course, if you know a magazine like Wire that I read before um when i was younger or whatever uh then all of a sudden oh shit what there's a review of my album on on the wire then okay i'll check it out but it's more about just getting a sense of what people are feeling when they're when they're hearing the music and uh and that's about it because to me i would never take anything personal or because uh, I've already made peace with the fact that with, with music and art and like everybody's right in a way. It's all good. Like if you think it's great, it's great. And if you think it's not great, it's you're not. I'm not gonna say that you're not right. It's like you know, it's it's really all good. At the end of the day, it's you know, all I can do is I can honestly tell you that. What I'm doing is is completely honest, and the music that's on there on the record is a true representation of the band. And this is our statement, and I back it a hundred percent. And then, and then you do, and then it just lives its life in the world, and that's it. Plus, I have a tent for my mom. That's that's all you need. That's all. Do you uh, just for selfish reasons? Do you are you going to tour the west coast of the United States? Of course. I'm dying to see you guys. Oh, man, we're dying to play for people. (laughs) And, uh, you know, actually, uh, can I talk about that? Anyways, for the next record, um, there's there's a chance that we might be working on it in L.A. Oh, really? Because of... um, of a collaboration or someone we'd like to work with, which I'm not going to mention the name now because it could, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed. Um, but also, uh, yeah, we're, we're just, uh, we just have some ideas and um, we think it, it could be really cool for the next record. But uh, yeah, that, that would mean us uh, going to LA for that and you know if, if we're there to record we'd love to play some shows on the west coast for sure it's gonna happen That's ex- I don't know when but how well into the process of putting together the next album are you kind of at the beginning there, we have a, a lot of ideas and um, and we're really excited about them, but um, can't really think of a timeline, an exact timeline. But you know, when you start uh, planning, organizing tours, this and that, then you realize, well, you have to think about the next two years. And if we want to, you know, we she she just came out. We recorded it two years ago. Of course, you know, it's COVID, but. Uh, yeah, time flies, and um, it's always it always takes a while for for the record to come out. And it's classic musicians. You finish recording, you think, ah, oh, the next day it's going to be out. You're really excited, but then <laughs> no, you got to sit on sit on it for a while. Um, so knowing that, we'd like to to organize it so that you know there's not too much of a gap between the two albums. 
and and we we might release a few singles, you know, uh, before the record. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, just to 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 wrap it up, I want to thank you very much for your time. It was really an honor, and uh, I'm thank a- you, Matt. for listening to conversations with the wire please become a patreon subscriber if you like also subscribe to the show on your itunes or what have you not and tell your friends about the show that would mean a lot to me as well as uh, go to the link tree in the show notes or the mattdwire.com or conversations with the wire at the instagram and you could learn more about the show buy merch and all those great things thank you very much for listening